Nirvana. Well, when people think of Nirvana, they either think of the rock band or they think of some sort of heavenly abode or, or paradise or some sort of super state of consciousness. And uh, Nirvana is uh, none of those things. That might surprise a lot of people who, when they think of the word Nirvana, which is in the Sanskrit, the Hindi, the Pali and the English dictionary. And what Nirvana means is actually when we look down at it into the uh, uh, original uh, language of uh, ancient Sanskrit, it consists of three syllables. Nir, Va, Na. And then the first part is key, Nir. And Nir is a, a word which is used to describe the, uh, the aspect of, of uh, truth or reality, which means it's without. So it can't be described directly, so they describe it as a nir, like the word nirankar, which means without form. So here nirvana means without it being blown away, or being blown out. Because va means blow, and then to complete it, the na at the end, nirvana means blown. So it cannot be, or without it being blown. So that is what nirvana means. Now this may seem quite uh, unusual for a lot of people to think that Buddha spent his entire life telling all of his followers to reach a state of that which cannot be blown. What, what does that mean? It means that in life in general we are blown away by everything, be it by our deepest or even our shallowest emotions, be it uh, by our smallest agitations or by deep uh, inflicted wounds in life that others can afflict or we often we inflict on ourselves by situations, by diseases, by circumstances, or what people deem as fate, that can really cause great tragedy in our lives. So to allow ourselves to reach such a, a state whereby we are in the realisation of that which cannot be blown, so that we ourselves too cannot be blown away by anything in life, and we are free thus from suffering, or duk, as Buddha said it. But when the actual definition of Nirvana came, and you can read the whole of the Buddhist text, there's not much actually said about Nirvana, which is quite surprising. When Buddha was always asked the question, what is Nirvana, what is Nirvana? Uh, Buddha often remained silent. Uh, but when there was uh, anything mentioned about Nirvana, he described it by what it wasn't. And this is key. It's too fine to define. So he described it by what it wasn't. And Buddha said, there is monks that plane where there is neither extension nor motion, nor uh, a plane of ether, nor neither perception nor non-perception, neither this world nor the other, neither moon nor sun. Here monks, I say, there is no coming nor going, uh, nor remaining or deceasing or uprising, for this is itself without support, without uh, continuous of birth or death, without mental object. This is itself the end of suffering. And this is what Buddha uh, came to the closest in words to define Nirvana. Now those who uh, have attended Neti Neti will be familiar with these words because this is what we do in Neti Neti. Neti Neti means not this, not that. So it's not this, not that. And we come to the point of Nirvana to know that which cannot be blown. And that which cannot be blown is that which is without form. Nirvana is also Nirankar. That which cannot be blown away is that which has no form, that which has no shape, no colour, no coming, no going. 
So the path that Buddha taught was of, of anatta, of non-self, or that of neti-neti. So this is not something that is unique alone to Buddha, but to all those who walk the path of experiencing such a state to allow themselves to be untouched by the uh, duality and the suffering of life. And that is what Nirvana is. Nirvana is to realize that which cannot be blown. And this experience truly allows you to not only be in heaven, but be heaven itself. Not only to enter paradise, but to allow paradise to become you. This is what Nirvana is. And this is the Gyan experience, to know the formless, to know Nirvana.